Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment program. Bringing you an educational podcast about swinging. Here are your hosts, Ed and Phoebe. Welcome back to Swinger University. I'm Ed. And this is Phoebe. Today we're going to talk about consensual or ethical non-monogamy. How do you define consensual or ethical non-monogamy? We cover different types and dive into the upside and downside of the swingers' non-monogamy. We'll start off by our definition of non-monogamy. It is an umbrella term, actually, for a practice or philosophy of a non-dyadic, intimate relationship. It can be sexual, emotional, or both does have a negative connotation in the following way, which is why some people put the word consensual or ethical in front of non-monogamy. The negative connotation comes from the acceptance that monogamy is the norm. It's moral and it's therefore incorrect, wrong, or immoral to be non-monogamous right the other connotation with that is being in a monogamous relationship but stepping outside the bounds of your relationship without the consent of your partner so that's where the consensual non-monogamy comes in but also ethical because you guys are both participating willingly right right so let's bust into some of the forms of non-monogamy. I didn't know about some of these. We're aware of a couple because we're in the lifestyle, but 
maybe did some research. All right, we'll start with a basic one. <laughs> Casual relationship. <laughs> Two unmarried people, emotional and or sexual, with each other. It's casual. It's casual. They may have one or more. Hello, swipe. Next. Hello. I have Twitter on the brain. The other T, Tinder. That's it. I've been t tweeting all day, so. <laughs> You've got your group marriage. Several people are considered to be married to one another. And under group marriage are two different definitions. You've got your line families, which is a group marriage intended to outlive its members by adding more spouses. And then you have poly families, which is similar to group, but not all partners considered themselves married to all members. That I didn't know. Hmm. Yeah, so it's not legal, at least in the United States, to be legally wed to multiple people. Right. Um, the polygamy aspect, but there are plenty of people who basically have long-term emotional commitments and basically their life partners with right. multiple people. But it sounds like there's a hierarchy in there where you've got those individuals who are actually married to one another and then those individuals that don't consider themselves married. Right. Well, actually it says married to all members. Yeah, I kind of get that. That makes sense. You're married to the primary. You're dedicated to the primary. Right. You're not dedicated to all. Right. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. One of my favorites, group sex or orgies. So we've got uh, two or more. Emphasis on the more. <laughs> yep. And the next one is also your favorite. I, I do like this one. Menage à trois. <laughs> a sexual arrangement between three people can be domestic. Then you have your open relationship slash marriage, where one or both members is committed in a relationship and they express freedom to be sexually active with others. And under that comes swinging, which is similar to the open relationships, but Typically, it's an organized social activity with some form of group sex. However, I will say in a social setting, there typically is group sex involved or somewhere on the premises. Uh, but a lot of the community will get together and they'll, they'll partner off as a threesome or a foursome or, a, you know. I guess what what's considered group sex, two or more. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, yeah, three, three, <laughs> probably three people or more. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the interesting thing is that an an open relationship is usually kind of loosely defined, where mm. the the partners don't usually play together. You know, they're they're kind of off on their own, and they can kind of do whatever they want. In other words, like the door's yes. open to just go. Right. 
right and they do their thing they date separately they've got dates yeah, yeah. they travel with other partners right yeah. mm-hmm. versus swinging and at least uh from for most of the people that we know and ourselves we practice together mm-hmm. so it's all for one and one for all, all at the same time. Yep. We like yeah. to watch. <laughs> then you have polygamy. One person in a relationship has uh, multiple partners. And then you have polyandry, where the woman has multiple husbands. Polygyny, where the man has multiple wives. A plural marriage, which is a form of polygyny associated with Latter-day Saint movement. And your last, well, it's not under polygamy, but there's a last definition called relationship anarchy. Hmm. No one is bound by set rules. Open season. Everything's just anything on the table. Which is kind of like no boundaries open to me. So I don't know. Yeah, I get the impression this is just free love. Like there's not even established hierarchy or relationships it's just like a commune free for all oh hmm. <laughs> yeah that could have its pluses and minuses <laughs> exactly so some of the upsides are this allows freedom of exploration while in a relationship it improves communication love and commitment It stretches your personal growth through self-awareness and it will magnify anything that isn't working or needs to be addressed in your relationship. So this can be a plus and a minus. And this upside is I'm talking about is the ethical or consensual non-monogamy. So obviously the downside is going to be, you know, Anything that isn't working in your relationship will be magnified. And we've seen, you know, in several relationships uh, in the community where it can be kind of a commitment avoidance, escape from reality. It tends to breed insecurity, jealousy, martyrdom, if you're sacrificing yourself to meet the needs of the other. And, you know, historically the swinger community they're only in it for about 18 months and then they get out so we've seen a lot of couples start and stop yeah we've been in it long enough to see several generations if you will of couples come through yeah and there are some that have been there as long as we have and yeah they're still there i know it's kind of fun it's lovely some good friends of ours mm-hmm. mental hurdles and judgments well whether you come out or not you may find yourself having these thoughts you're being taken advantage of we've heard this as an observation of other couples looks like she's in it because he's making her or He's kind of getting dragged along, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Don't you get jealous all the time? This is a common thing mm-hmm. that we've heard. Mm-hmm. And the answer is not usually, but sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are a jealous person, you get 
jealous all the time, swinging's probably not for you. Right. That's not going to work out well. STDs or STIs. We just did a whole episode on sexually transmitted diseases. Yeah, it it's a risk, but if you practice safe sex, um, you're using condoms and you're testing yourself frequently, you can reduce your risk. This is a good one. What if your partner leaves you? It happens sometimes. It does happen. Now, if we go back to one of our earlier examples, this escape, this feeling of not committed, that's probably a sign that the relationship's having some issues to begin with. So if your partner leaves you over something like swinging, it's probably not the swinging. Right. Just kind of accelerated. Want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime? We've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities, great conversations, evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even sure why we're covering this, but there we go. What (laughs) will God think? Well, I mean, these are some of the questions that you may go, you know, may have in your head. You know, what if someone asked me this question? You know, and, and there's a fair share of swingers out there that are religious. They, they still go to church and they may be conflicted with this. We've heard podcasts where some of our swinger community is conflicted. Absolutely. And this is definitely something that you'll have to process in your own head and and deal with, with your partner. Or maybe you were brought up in a particular uh, religious organization and those set of roles and constructs are resurfacing. I mean, maybe you don't practice today when you're starting off swinging, but you might be surprised that those patterns, behaviors, thoughts, things of that nature will creep up when you embark on this adventure. It does happen. Yeah. This is a good one. Isn't this just a way of sugarcoating cheating? Mm-hmm. Well, that's where the consent comes in, and that's where the ethical component comes in on this. Everybody's in this and on the same page. So typically cheating on your spouse has to do with going behind their back and lying to them about what's going on. They don't know. You're doing it in secret. You're doing it on the side. And that's that's not consent. 
Yes, and the sugarcoating thing, I mean, I could just hear, I mean, I could just hear some of my girlfriends you know, say that if I were to come out. You know, they may not believe me. There are certain people that you feel safe coming out to and certain people that you're like, oh, hell no. There's, right. there's no way. That would just wreck the friendship. Right. So... Especially those friends who are having issues with their current partners and going through yeah. those challenging life experiences that we often go through in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So four critical things needed to be successful in ethical, consensual non-monogamy. You want to have your informed consent and honesty. Your partner must know you're seeing other people. I mean, that's the whole point. Right. Consent. Hello. Informed. You can't consent to something if you don't know it's going on. Right. If you both aren't on the same page about it and are okay with it, it's not going to work out well. And your boundaries and limitations must be agreed on. Sometimes they can be broken in the heat of the moment. But that's where number two comes in, which we're going to talk about in a second. Do you want to elaborate on like what type of scenario could occur where your boundary or limitation might be broken? Well, we had that happen pretty early on when we got into the lifestyle where we went into the party with a set role, with a set rule where we knew exactly what was going to happen. We had it all planned out. Everything was going to be like this 10 minutes into it we're all hot rolling around we look at each other and we're like do you want to do something more and <laughs> both of us nod vigorously and say yes yeah <laughs> so it's more of boundary pushing or you're comfortable in the moment and it Right. Assumed that you weren't going to be comfortable when you went into it. Right. And then... It's like going to the roller skating rink. You know, you're terrified. You're like, all right, I'm just going to step out onto the rink. I'm going to take a few steps and then I'm off. Right. And you're like, wow, that was really fun. I think I'll <laughs> go halfway around the circle. You go halfway and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then you decide to go around the whole circle. But the whole time you're doing this with your partner and you're agreeing to the next level in the moment. Right. Now, it can be beneficial. It can also be detrimental because hormones are racing, the adrenaline, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get the next day and you're like, what did I do? You know, it felt good in the moment, but I'm a, I'm a little not okay with that today. And that's where the communication comes in, which is number two. Regrouping if a boundary is crossed. You know, it's not malicious. So the next day, you have this regroup session. You're like, you know, it was great last night. I had such a good time, but today I'm feeling a little funny about it. And you may not know why. You may not know how to articulate it in that moment. You may need another 24 hours to kind of sit with it. And then that day or the following day, you might be able to articulate what it was that was a little off to you. Maybe you didn't get enough attention. Maybe there was a little bit of envy going on. And you talk that stuff through with your partner and then you move on. 
So you're going to be obviously, hopefully confident and comfortable saying what you need to say about that situation. And you work towards a mutually beneficial understanding that suits you both. One of you may be more comfortable or confident or flirty than the other, but negotiating through this and expressing your desires and your fears and supporting one another is essential. Absolutely. And when we've had experiences where we've had to process it afterwards, it's just listening. It's understanding what happened in the moment or a a way to approach it the next time to make your partner more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Awareness. This is also essential to this process. It's, it's not a journey for those who are blind and unwilling to grow and change and analyze their thought processes and their being. I mean, if you're the classic, when they say an old dog can't change. Learn new tricks. That's it. <laughs> then, yeah, there's no way you could be in this. <laughs> I mean, I suppose there could could be but it's gonna be a bumpy ride yeah it's it's challenging it's a whole i mean think about it you're challenging any kind of thought process and structure laid out by your religious upbringing right right social constructs social community rules and guidelines yes yes you can't share it with anyone so you have this huge secret Right. So, I mean, not to mention family. You got to keep it from them. I mean, it's, you know. Most people don't understand it. And so trying to explain it to them, if they'll even let you explain and not just immediately freak out. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's challenging. It can be a lot. And then the last part is just letting go how we knew early on that we consciously chose to be with one another every day in fact it was in our wedding vows and it keeps us on our toes all the time yeah we still date and dress up for one another maybe not so much night now during covid (laughs) (laughs) i try to get out of my robe by 10 yeah oh my gosh a little Um, too many pajamas for both of us i know just i'm in my pajamas right now but you know it is kind of late i know yeah but while we know deep down that ed and i are partners for life we also appreciate each other daily we don't control one another but we want the best for each other and this is the part of the journey that gets really interesting seeing your partner expressing joy and pleasure with another can be extremely sexy if you can get there it's it's very sexy i'm not saying it's easy for some people it's like breathing air for me it took me about 
six years to get there. But it didn't dis, you know, dissuade or distract me from, from the enjoyment that I was getting. There was a lot of other factors that were pleasurable and, you know, wonderful. Yeah, we had some but I, really I, fun times. I wouldn't say that was my primary mode for doing it. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, that's that's like their first thing. And I'm like, no, that is not my first thing. <laughs> but but um, now, yeah, it's actually it's pretty damn sexy. It's pretty like damn they say, sexy. consent is sexy. It is. It's pretty hot. Anything else you want to add, Mr. Ed Wilbur? Wilbur. <laughs> no? Yeah, it's been fun. We've, um, we've definitely challenged monogamy for the last six years. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of people struggle with it. So... It's a growth opportunity. It's an experience. It's an adventure. But you've got to go into it together. And like we said, those those four guidelines are really key mm-hmm. to making it through this. Yeah. So if you're interested in trying this adventure. <laughs> I thought you were just going to solicit our listeners. So if you're interested in this, just drop us a line. That too. <laughs> Feel free to contact us through swingeruniversity.com. Yes. Leave us some feedback. Messages. Yes. We'd love to hear some stories. We've actually heard some some great stories from some of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Check out our webpage. We posted a bunch of listener email. Of course, we keep everything 100%. Super anonymous. Yes. Confidential. And uh, we've got a lot of great feedback, too, that we posted up there. So, yeah, feel free to peruse, drop us a line, rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, have a safe and healthy, I don't know, 2020 if you ever get back out of your house. (laughs) That's right. And one day we'll all be able to practice consensual non-monogamy that's not virtual that's not virtual but in the meantime you can catch up on all of the swinger university podcasts and learn some new tricks in the comfort of your own home absolutely so enjoy and stay safe good night before you turn off our podcast to take care of all the vanilla things pulling you away please reach out and give us a review. I am the first to admit that it's much easier to give a five-star rating, which we appreciate, but if you could take 43 seconds to type a review, we would love it. If you want to share a personal story, ask us questions, or share your comments, you can contact us at swingeruniversity at gmail.com. Check us out at swingeruniversity.com where you can find links to our Twitter and Instagram feeds. Thank you so much for listening to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment podcast. Mm-hmm.
have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership. 